Lakshmana peered closely at the deer and said, Brother, I'm sure this is not a deer. This must be our old friend Maricha in disguise. Remember how clever he is in taking on the disguise of a deer in order to kill the rishis. This must be him. No ordinary deer could be so extraordinarily beautiful. Rama looked at Sita's excitement and was moved. He had never seen her so excited. He could deny her nothing. Moreover, there was no doubt about it. The deer was indeed enchanting. He looked at her tenderly and said, My love, I shall surely capture this deer for you if that is your wish. Then turning to Lakshmana, he said, I think that your suspicions are correct, and this deer could well be a Rakshasa, but but even so it is my duty to kill it. Whatever it is, I must chase it, for Sita wants it, and I can deny her nothing. If even a man like me should feel so attracted to this deer, then why not she? She loves all animals, as you know. I will either capture this deer alive or kill it and be back soon. Please stay with Sita. Do not leave her even for a single moment. Be on the lookout for danger. I can sense danger. It is close by. I feel that some crisis is imminent in our lives. Guard Sita with your life, and I will return with the deer, dead or alive. He strapped his sword to his waist and took up his bow and quiver. He turned to smile reassuringly at Sita. She looked adoringly at him. She was sure that her beloved Rama would get the deer for her. As he reached the end of the forest, he turned round once again to look at her. It was the last time, for a long time, that she was ever to see her so happy. Her wide-eyed, excited look and enchanting smile were to haunt him for many months before he saw her again. Rama turns towards the deer. It was just in front of him, prancing and cavorting in its usual cute fashion. Rama was not unduly worried. He was sure the deer would fall to his grasp pretty soon. He followed casually, but looked around for any danger, for he could sense danger close by. Ravana's aerial vehicle was well hidden, and he could not see it. Now the deer seemed to be playing some sort of game with Rama. It would come almost within his grasp and then dance away with a naughty look, as if to say, Catch me if you can. Rama began began to get impatient and also to worry a little, for the day was wearing on and the deer seemed to have some deliberate campaign to lure him deeper and deeper into the forest. Like the moon playing hide-and-seek between the clouds, the deer would appear for some time in front of his gaze and disappear within the forest. At times it would turn and look at him with terror. At others it would stop as if totally exhausted and pretend to rest. But as soon as Rama stretched his hand to catch it, it would dart away like an arrow, looking mockingly back at him. Rama realized he had come a long way from the ashrama, he also realized it was no ordinary deer, but a Rakshasa, like Lakshmana had suspected. He stood still for a while, and it suddenly appeared before him. He rushed towards it, and the animal fled in panic. 
This was the end. He decided to kill it since it seemed impossible to capture it. Fixing an arrow to his bow, he let it fly. With unerring accuracy, the arrow entered the body of the animal and split it in two. Marija howled like a mad dog and fell to the ground. As he fell, he regained his hideous, rakshasic form. So Lakshmana was right, thought Rama, and this is indeed the wicked Jakshasa Marija. His life was ebbing away fast, and with his last breath he let out a cry. Imitating Rama's voice perfectly, he called out loudly, Ha, Sita! Ha, Lakshmana! Rama was deeply disturbed when he heard that cry. Imitating his voice, he realized that the whole enterprise had been a trick to lure him away from the ashrama, and now this cry was no doubt to bring Lakshmana to his aid. All of a sudden he was terribly frightened. He feared for the safety of his beloved. What if some harm should come to her? Of course he could depend on Lakshmana to guard her with his life, but this cry was most disturbing. He knew that Sita would be distraught with grief when she heard it, and perhaps she might even believe that he was in danger. He started to run back as fast as he could, but he was a long, long way from the hermitage. Far away in the ashrama, Sita heard that piteous call for help from Rama, she thought, and she froze with fright. She was sure that it was her beloved and that he was in great danger. She forgot that he was an invincible warrior and there was no one who could defeat him. The pathetic Cry took away all her reasoning capacity, and she turned to Lakshmana with an agonized look and said, Didn't you hear that call of my lord? He's in distress. You must go to him immediately. He must be surrounded by Rakshasas, and his life must be in danger. Otherwise, he would never have cried out like that. Do not hesitate a moment. Hurry to his assistance. Lakshmana did not move an inch from his place. He was totally unmoved by that shout of Marija's, for he realized it was only a ruse. Sita was trembling with fear and anger and begged him repeatedly to go. Lakshmana did not know what to do. At last he said, Oh Sita, don't you know Drama's invincible in battle? Didn't you see with your own eyes how he slew so many hundreds of Rakshasas single-handed? Have you no faith in his prowess? As soon as I saw the deer, I knew it must be a Rakshasa, and I warned Rama about it. But he paid no heed to me, for he wanted to please you. He will be back soon, I assure you. The voice we heard was not his, but Marita's. Rama has asked me to stay by your side and guard you. I cannot disobey him, even if you entreat me. It would be very dangerous to leave you alone here at this moment. I feel strongly that there's some danger lurking here. Rama felt it too. That is why he made me promise to stay with you. Whatever happened, Sita was furious with him. Her fear had made her lose all sense of proportion. All she could think was that her lord was in danger and this man was refusing to go to his aid. She rushed out of the ashrama and said, If you don't go, I will. Lakshmana jumped up and caught her as she was running out. For one shocked moment, they looked into each other's eyes. For the first time in his life that he had ever touched her or even looked fully, 
安。Both of them were shocked. Hurriedly, he dropped his hands and begged her pardon. Her unreasonable fear for her husband made her speak in the most unbecoming way to Lakshmi. Poor girl, driven by destiny, she spoke in a most unbecoming way to him. You are a traitor to Rama. You have followed him to the forest with some ulterior motive. Either you are a pawn of Bharata, or else you have evil designs on me, and you hope that if Rama dies, you can have me for yourself. But let me tell you once and for all that I will kill myself here and now if you do not go immediately. I will not let you touch me. Lakshmi recoiled in disgust when he heard these cruel words from the gentle Sita. He stood with folded palms before him and said, "Sita, I have always looked upon you as a mother. My own mother had given me this as an advice when I left Ayodhya, that I should regard Rama as my father." And you, as my mother, you are like a goddess to me, and I refuse to be angry with you for what you are saying. Your words are no doubt prompted by your fear for your husband. I have never heard you talk like this. You are attributing a heinous crime to me when I am completely innocent. I cannot bear to stand and hear you lis- listen to such talk. I will go after my ma- brother. I fear that something is threatening you. Please do not force me to go. Behaving like a common woman, Sita beat her breast and swore to kill herself if he did not go. She berated him severely and threatened to throw herself into the river or jump into the fire. Lakshmi was in a panic. He did not know what to do. At last, with tears in his eyes, he said, "All right, I will go." But first, I will draw this magic circle round you. Please see that you do not step over it. As long as you remain within it, you will be safe. I go with the greatest reluctance. My brother is sure to be most displeased with me, but it looks as if I cannot please both of you at the same time. So saying, he took the tip of his bow and made an enchanted circle around her with mantras. He bowed to her and walked away with unwilling steps. All Sita could say was, "Go, go!" Reluctantly and with many a backward glance, while Lakshmana walked away from the ashram with slow, unhappy steps. Thus ends the fifth canto, called the Golden Deer of the Aranyakanda, the glorious Ramayana of the sage Valmiki. Aryom Tatsat. Rama asks, "What are the characteristics of a Jivan Mukta?" Vasishta replies, "He who experiences the whole world as emptiness; he who, though awake, enjoys the calmness of deep sleep; he who is unaffected by pleasure and pain; who is freed from action and inaction; he, he who is free from volition and egoism." He who is afraid of none, who, and who invokes no fear in anyone, such a one is a Jivan Mukta. So said Vasista in the Yoga Vasista.